Welcome to Poppin' the Lid on all things real estate with Tina Miller-Lite and Sherry Anhauser-Busch. Your place to tune in every Thursday, Thursday and learn all about the home buying and selling process in a fun and lighthearted manner. Happy Thursday, Thursday, everybody. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, Sherry Anhauser-Busch. How's it going today? Great. It's hotter than balls out there. Oh my gosh, hotter than balls. Hotter than balls. I don't know how hot that is, but it's hot. Well, I think it's in the hundreds, right? It has been. Well, uh, I don't know yesterday if it reached that hot here. I know across the country I've been seeing lots of um, crazy weather happening, flooding, okay. storming. So 102 today, and then it's going to peak. Oh my God. 114 what on sunday and monday but then we're going to have a cool off to 108 and then it drops down to 103 it's going to oh. be the coolest it's going to be all week today is going to be the mildest day at 102 mild that we're all going to spontaneously combust like legit i'm fully expecting to walk out to my car on sunday and poof I'm gone. I'm going to turn into dust. Yes. But you know what? I think most of us are used to this kind of weather in the summertime where we live. No. Mm-mm. We never get used to it. It's too hot. It's too hot. My air conditioning has been on the fritz in my car. So it's been a little uncomfortable. Well, you still look as fresh as a daisy today. Oh, thank you. You're super welcome. So you know what? Today's topic, I want to talk about sellers and homes and why we're getting calls of my home's not why is my home not selling in today's market where things are just flying off the in low inventory things are flying off the you know market um but we still have some sellers out there that are struggling to get their home sold right and there's there's a reasons for that yeah so i think that's a good subject topic for us to discuss okay well i think Number one, and this is going to be no shock to everybody, is it could be more than likely is your price too high. Yes, that's typically the number one reason, right? That yeah. They've uh, overpriced themselves for the market. Right. And I think a lot of sellers think that if we list higher than the comps and we have room to negotiate down, and that's kind of not really how it works anymore. Well, you're right. And also, I think some of the frame... A way of thinking right now thinking right now is hey there's a lot of inventory so it makes my home more valuable which um not necessarily it your home is more valuable if certain things fall into place right besides price um staging things like that which we'll get into in a minute but um you also have a lot of sometimes sellers that don't want to take the advice of their realtor who has run comps and everyone thinks that their home is more valuable than the other person on the block. I mean, that's just, that's typical, you know? So we just have to educate people. Yeah. And buyers are savvy and they know like, nope, they're overpriced and I don't care if there isn't anything else on the market. I'm not going to pay that. I'm going to sit and wait for the price to drop. Yeah. So I mean, buyers are savvy. Yes, and they savage. are. And savage, yes. Because they're looking for a deal too, right? Yeah. With these interest rates, I mean, yeah, they're absolutely looking for deals. 
And, you know, when I've worked with sellers in the past that are firm on a certain price, um, I just let them know, okay, well, this is what the comps are showing. And I show them homes that are still on the market and how long they've been on the market, how long it took them to sell. And usually those are the ones that are high in price. And I just kind of try to let them know this, you know, we don't want to be that house that's been on the market for, you know, 60 days because we've overpriced ourselves. And a general rule is you'll know within the first week if you're overpriced. Mm-hmm. Because you won't be getting showings. You won't really have a lot of interest. You'll get showings, but you won't get any offers, maybe. What's your theory on that? Well, I agree with that, I think. I mean, depends on what's going on in life. I don't necessarily, I feel like three weeks is kind of a good time frame. If you haven't gotten any calls, then, you know, it might be time to readjust. I had an open house the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. weekend. It was so insanely hot. I hadn't gotten any phone calls up until my open house, but I had a, so many people come through my open house on Saturday and Sunday. What were you doing? Barbecuing out in the front yard? No, but it looked like margaritas. I was, it looked like I was having a party. <laughs> oh, good. I had yeah. a giant wind little sock thing. I had the big open house signs signs everywhere i mean it was it was a party it was a good time fireworks well the, oh well there was no sparklers but, no i didn't have any of that mm. safety oh so you're saying that the market it's there people are out looking people, buyers are are looking people are out looking um the interest rates while it's deterring a lot of people the people that are out there looking right now are going to be more serious buyers and they're just, they're ready to get into a house, lock their rate, yes. and get going. Prices are not dropping dramatically. If that's no. what people are, if that's what buyers are waiting for, they're not going to happen. Um, we're seeing a little softening, but, you know, actually prices are going up steadily, you know, Um so if you're a seller and you're, or if you're a buyer waiting for prices to drop, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Mm-mm. No, homes are still going with multiple offers. Yes. Too. Not as all long, homes. No, as long as it's priced right. Yeah, some so, homes. So sellers out there, we've got to be realistic. You work with your realtor to determine what the fair market value is for your home based on, you know, the location and... Um, Various things that you've done to your home and what your home has to offer. And um, just make sure you're pricing it right. And if you've overpriced it, you're going to know because it's going to sit. Yeah. So one of the other reasons why your home might not be selling it or something unusual about it, and that could be various things. It could be layout. You could have something... I won't say weird, but I will say quirky. Quirky. About mm-hmm. the house. Like, um, for example, I went into one once and they had a giant red and white kind of checkerboard, like a picnic table cloth, heart-shaped t- 
tub, massive, in the middle of the garage. Okay, that was quirky. That was unusual. It was installed in the it garage? installed and operating. It took off up like a huge chunk of the garage. Was that like a, not a man cave, but a I don't, kinky cave? I don't know <laughs> what was happening in that garage, girl, but well, it I've never, definitely yeah. turned off the buyers. I don't, I don't even know if that thing ever sold. It was on the market a long time. Something like that when it's a, we call that, we tend to call that, um, a personal preference like when you're when you're doing upgrades to your home and you're picking out colors and you're picking out flooring and tile um, you know some people are under the impression that hey this is my home I'm gonna do it how I want so and that's their prerogative yes it is but also just keep in mind that if you ever go to sell your home it might not be very attractive to other people right so when you go to put your home on the market you really do need to take a look at it from the buyer's eyes so you know walk the house and think about it like you're the buyer try to take your emotion out of it I know that's hard but look at it from a buyer's eyes would my buyer want and need a giant heart-shaped tub in the garage or would they rather have their garage to park? I mean, you just kind of have to look at it through a buyer's eyes. Well, yeah, because you don't want them thinking, do I want to buy a swinger's home? Because when <laughs> I think of a heart-shaped tub in the garage, that's what I'm thinking about, right? Maybe the sellers are um, like to entertain. I mean, to each their own. No judgment. <laughs> no <but>. judgment. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. I mean, definitely quirky things in the home. I think um, we know somebody that bought a home and talk about quirky layouts. I think they had to they have to walk through the closet to get to the restroom, correct? Yeah, that's not ideal. No. I mean, what are what are builders thinking? What is a contractor thinking when they're setting it up that way? Or is this someone that kind of did their own quirky little addition? Well, in this particular case, um, I had the seller on that home, so I know that home very well. Um, did the build? Did the contractor? The con- no, it oh. wasn't. Um, so what happened was, is I think the seller decided to do a remodel at some point, and they wanted this really nice shower, and they reconfigured. And when they reconfigured, oh, well, where's the toilet going to go? And so it kind of went into the. So is it just the toilet through the, is it just the toilet that's in through the closet or is it the whole restroom? No, no, no. So you go into the bathroom and then you've got a vanity and then you've got a shower and then the tub sits at the end of the wall. But the closet, the door into the closet is also there. And so if you walk into the closet and you go right then the toilet, there's going to be a door and then there's just a toilet right there and then the access to the tub is kind of on the floor is like a little panel and so uh, it's unconventional for sure <laughs> well if you want to disappear and do your business no I, one's going to find you it's it's the panic potty the panic potty yes i love that or when you get up in the morning you first thing you do is you put your clothes on for the day then you go in and do your business i don't know 
It's also a great hiding spot. I yes. mean, if panic if, potty. If you're getting robbed or something, you could just run in there and then drag some clothes in front of nobody ever know it's there. Oh, or if you're having hey. a party and you don't want anyone to use your restroom. <laughs> it has a window. Okay, we spent way too long. It has a long. window? Yeah, there's a window. Oh, wow. We spent way too long in here talking about Was there this. a price reduction? No, 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 no. Okay. This one we sold off market. Um, but was there any dings in the price? Was there a price reduction due no, to the layout? No, okay. No, Not in this we situation. didn't put it on the market. Okay. I, I had the seller and I knew the buyer and knew what this person was looking for. And gotcha. so we. It's a nice house. I've it. been there. We've had parties there. We had your 50th there. Yes. It's a great oh, house. Oh, wasn't supposed to tell who it was. <laughs> yes good party house it's a good entertaining house okay so moving on from okay so one. besides quirkiness we're gonna have other things that might affect the sale of your home when it comes to things about your home so maybe there's a bad roof you know maybe there's repairs that need to be done so the roof might be old um, might be you know curling up dry rot dry rot yeah yeah, there's could be a lot of things going on that you know might affect maybe a seller doesn't understand that hey a, a good realtor would would say hey seller you know we need to take into consideration that we have repairs that we know are going to need to be identified and potentially fixed before we can sell this house so do you right off the bat incorporate that into your price you know, bring your price down a little bit to compensate for those items. I know some agents that do that, and then they put that into their, you know, marketing notes that, hey, we've we've taken into consideration that, you know, we might need to do this, or they write it up as, you know, with the right offer, we'll replace the roof, right? Yeah. And again, if a buyer's walking up to see the home and they see dry rot and they see roof, couple of things are going to happen. First of all, they're going to ding the price because the stuff needs to be done. Second of all, they're going to wonder what other kind of deferred maintenance, what else is wrong with this house? And so these are things, you only get one chance at making a first impression. These are things that you kind of need to take care of before you put it on the market. Absolutely. I agree. Because you, like you said, you want to put your best foot forward. So... Get out there and do your re repairs that you know about before you put it on the market. Those are the homes we're seeing, a lot of that are going quickly. Buyers don't want to take the time to have to do any repairs, really. We, we're seeing buyers right now that want turnkey. Yeah. Well, the time or the money, because you think about it, the interest rates are higher. These buyers are having to come in with a lot of money mm -hmm. and then they don't necessarily have the money after putting down their you know their deposit their down payment to do some of these more expensive repairs yes and they also want more upgraded things in the home mm -hmm. so a good time to maybe put some fresh paint in or new flooring or you know some of the things we're seeing green you know to make it more green or um lighting fixtures um more updated items yeah as long as you're not doing things that are 
quirky. I'm doing air quotes. Yes, no quirkies. We don't want to. No heart-shaped tubs in the garage. If anything, that should have been removed before they put that on the market, I would think. Exactly. And your carb appeal, I mean, that's another reason. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had buyers that I've been out showing property for, and we pull up to the house, and they're like waving me on. Nope. Nope. No go. The curb appeal is not there. Yep. Not even going to go inside and look. I mean, the house could be amazing, but they pull up and that curb appeal is not there. And even if it's something that's easy to change, I mean, again, first impressions. Yes. You don't want dead grass. And I'm going to go back to deferred maintenance. If you look at the front yard the front, and that curb appeal is not there, what's the backyard look like? What's the house look like? What are they not taking care of in the house? So that's right. very important. Well, and as a realtor, too, I've gone over to my, you know, listings that are vacant, and I turn on the water. If, if there's not an automatic sprinkler, I make sure that I'm going by and, and making sure that the curb appeal looks good, because I understand that that's important. So I'm turning the water on and off myself, you know, to make sure that we've got green grass. I know, you know, when we were, we're still in California, considered in a drought, but, um, you know, there was a time, a period of time there that people were like, it was common to have brown grass because they didn't want, you know, to use the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Curb appeal is very important. Throw in some fresh flowers or just make sure that your grass is green and your gardener's coming by, you know, regularly or do the gardening yourself. I had a client once that spray painted their grass, their dead grass green. How'd that work out? Uh, you know what? It, it actually pretty well. Really? It didn't look fake? No, not really. I mean, if you got right upon it, it, it didn't it didn't look too bad. Now, we didn't do the whole yard. But it, there is there some, a special paint? or there, Yeah. You, oh, can okay. get it, you can go to Ace or Lowe's or whatever, and it's grass paint or whatever. They didn't wow. use spray paint, but it was just a couple sections of dead grass, and so hmm. they did that. And no, it... it didn't look that I wouldn't do a whole yard like that but you know whatever <laughs> they did what they needed to do and yeah was, they spot spot checked it they were problem solving yep and I'm here for it I love it well and you know another thing is um if it is if you have moved out of the home maybe you're relocating um for or maybe it's a um, investment mm-hmm. property where your tenants have moved out and it's vacant, you want to make sure if, if possible that it's staged. So maybe another reason why it's not moving is because I always try to tell my clients it's better to have some furniture in there. So your buyers when, when coming through have an idea of what they can envision in their mind, what their furniture would look like as well. And it gives them a better idea instead of a, a blank slate you know an empty an empty home um t- tends to to sit a little bit longer as well right i agree with that however how you stage it matters i walked into one once and the idea of staging was there was a blanket thrown in the corner of the floor with a pillow and like mm. some plastic flowers in a window sill. We walked in and my buyer 
screamed and thought she shut the door and she thought that it had squatters in it. Oh, yeah. So I could see that. Yeah, you have to be careful. Not all staging is the same. So yes, do it, but do it right. Don't yeah. half-heartedly stage. I mean, it's it's going to make a difference. And it's same as with pictures. Yeah, you can come in and take cell phone pictures and. Y- yeah, no pictures, but professional photographer. Be yeah, good quality photos. Yes, I agree. And it's you know, look at the homes are not inexpensive. We're talking, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of dollars to to buy this home, and it should be it should be have professional photos. If you're not doing the staging, and your agent's not personally doing the staging for you, you need to hire company to come in and stage professionally there are there are companies that basically they rent you the furniture for the month or however long it takes to go through escrow and they do a beautiful job I've seen some really nice I mean I've I've gone in homes and it's like is this home staged it's it's hard to determine if it's staged or if someone's actually living there right sometimes so that's what you want you want that well, not only that, but when we're talking about these vacant homes, then something we need to keep in mind is security. Yes. If you see a home that's vacant, it's more than likely, or it's more likely to get broken into and have squatters move into it than one that's got furniture and stuff in it. Yes. So that's another reason for staging is you want it to kind of look lived in if somebody peeks through the windows. Yes, I agree, 100%. We've all had issues with uh, break-ins and squatters, I'm sure. Boy, have we, have we ever. So, I mean, another thing to consider is, you know, um, make sure that you're providing access to your potential buyers to come in and see the property. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's... varying degrees of making your house available to show to prospective buyers. We put lock boxes on, um, you know, if it's vacant, then vacant and go show anytime. But when you're living in the home, it's a little different. So if you are more, if you find it more acceptable for a buyer to come in anytime, just let me know you know, type of thing so I can vacate while they're here or, um, you know, by putting, sometimes people put limits. They can only show it from this hour to this hour on these days. Um, it makes it a little bit more difficult because not every buyer has the same schedule that you have. Yeah. If you're only allowing showings on weekends, then that's really going to hamper because some buyers work on weekends. And also I would want to point out that if you have tenants in your home, that can make it very difficult to sell because those tenants are not happy. And they, not only are they not going to be flexible in showings, but they will hang around and they will talk bad about the house. Oh, yeah. You do not. I mean, if you can avoid listing with tenants, in place then that's probably going to help speed your sell along yes they can be quite 
difficult. And I will give you an example. I had one a few years ago at the listing couldn't get the tenants they were going to try to buy the house and they couldn't qualify and so they were very angry they took my sign down and threw it to the side of the house they wrote some really bad words on your sign no Mm. on the wall about me because they were mad at me as an agent because they the house is being sold they Mm. couldn't pre-qualify they're mad at me um when I went to take listing photos, they had put a gun on the bed. And oh, I think gosh. that they were trying to send a very clear message. And I just took the covers and I pulled it over the top. Yeah. Like, no, you, we, going to be done. Yes. Is it for the best? No. Is it going to help you sell quickly for top dollar? No. I mean, you know, the bottom line is when you, when you're selling, as a seller, you're selling your investment property and it has tenants in it. You know, you would like to sell it and without disturbing the tenant's residency, right? You would love for them to be able to stay in there for the next, you know, owner. It doesn't always pan out that way. Um, sometimes because the new buyer is looking maybe to move in themselves or, um, you know, bottom line, It's not always the best to keep your tenants in there because like you said, there's issues. They get upset, especially if they're not happy about, you know, having to move out. I had one recently where I was working with a buyer, an investment buyer, and she wanted to look at a house, but it was tenant occupied. And the marketing showing notes said, um, submit your offer subject to inspection so that means we can't see it before we put our offer in because the tenants probably are not going to um, cooperate so for a showing so she wanted to still look at it i said okay well we'll just drive by and you know you can take a look at the outside we go by we get out of the you know i got the car running we get out to look at it and the tenant like literally comes running out to the street. She's like, are you looking at, you know, to purchase this house? And we're like, yeah, we know we're not gonna, we're not gonna disturb you. We just wanted to check the outside. And she's like, oh, well, she just starts telling us everything about the house and how terrible the landlord is, that he's not fixing anything, that he just had recently an inspection by the city that we could call and get the report of everything that needs to be fixed. She gave us a tour of the house. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, I, I she wasn't happy with her landlord. And I don't really think she wanted us, you know, my buyer to really, you know, move forward with purchasing because she had multiple pets that obviously would need to be rehomed if she were to have to move. So my buyer ended up not putting an offer in, but um, that's just an example of, you know, sometimes it's best to have your tenants vacate before you put it on the market, Mm -hmm. especially if you know they're going to be unhappy about the process. You know who else likes to talk and tell all about the house? The neighbors. Oh, yes. Do you want to know something about the the house and you catch a neighbor outside? Hey, man, what? tell us about the house and neighbors. Like, do you like the neighborhood? Yes. they will talk. And it depends on your buyer too. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've worked with buyers before, maybe single, 
you know, buyers that are questioning the security of the neighbor, the safety of the neighborhood. So if there's neighbors outside, I tend to walk over and, you know, hey, you know, we're looking at purchasing the house. How would, how do you feel about the neighborhood? And a lot of times they'll, you know, give some good advice. Well, we have problems with this person or we don't know it's great. We've been here years. We love it. Everyone looks out for each other. So that's the one thing I do like about um, being able to talk with the neighbors. Yeah. So for you sellers, mm -hmm. you better be on good terms with all your neighbors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be the neighborhood gossip. Don't be the neighborhood Karen. Like make <laughs> friends with your neighbors because I guarantee you they're going to be talking to whoever they see looking at the house. Yes. Not I only that, they're going to make friends with the, the buyers after the fact. And if there's something that you did not disclose about that house in your disclosures that you should have been, that might come back to bite you. It always does. It always does. Another thing is about um, being a helicopter seller. Yeah. Yeah. If you're overly involved in the process, that can really hurt you if you're overly negotiating or micromanaging the process that can make it really difficult and frustrate the buyers. Yes, and frustrate your agent too. Yeah. Because, you know, you're hiring your your realtor to, you know, sell and market the home. So you got to make sure that you're allowing them to do their job. If they're not doing their job and they're not communicating with you, I know that can be frustrating too. Yeah. So we get paid. You hired us for a reason. We're very good at what we do. And when we come to you, we have a marketing plan. We're going to do professional photos and all this stuff. And I've had sellers say, no, we, we don't need professional photos. Really? We don't want to do all, you know, we don't want it in the house or whatever, we're in the limit. Not let us do because it's so, it's really going to make a difference on it. So you need to listen to us because, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. And our job is to get the best possible outcome for you to keep you out of legal trouble with all the disclosures. So tell us, vocalize if you don't agree with something that we're doing. But... Let us explain to you kind of what the process is and why we do things the way that we do them because most of the time it's to protect you. Yes. And you will be a happy seller. Yeah. yeah. We like happy sellers. Another reason why your house might not be selling is your listing description is just bland. Yes. It doesn't truly represent your home. And so you want to make sure that um, the person marketing your house is writing good quality marketing remarks for the public. And is also submitting good marketing, marketing your home to the appropriate, you know, um, in the appropriate way. So whether that be through the internet, on various websites, um, you know, talking about it with other agents, other realtors, other brokerages, getting the word out about your, your home, your listing, holding open houses, brokers opens. Um, that's really important. That's all part of marketing. Yeah, so it's not about just sticking a sign in the yard. And there are 
realtors that you can hire at a discount and they're going to put a sign in the yard and call it done. That's not, yeah, you might save a little bit of money on that um, compensation. However, what's it costing you as far as exposure and getting that listing out there and that agent actively marketing and doing all these things, the professional photos, making sure your disclosures are right and all just all the stuff that we do. I mean, that's important. And making sure that your property looks the correct way it should look when you're putting it on the market to sell. Mm -hmm. If you have an agent that, you know, that doesn't really care, it doesn't really care about, you know, what your, your home looks like and just let you put it on the market without, you know, making suggestions or trying to um, have you put your best foot forward, then they're probably not the realtor for you. You know, um, that's all very important. So those are most of the reasons why possibly if you're having a hard time selling, why your you know, home's not selling. Um, there could be other reasons, but those tend to be the top, the top ones. Yeah, and I want to apologize for that interruption. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, your your phone. Let's shake and bake. My phone. That was the pest control company calling. I have inspections lined up for my seller on Friday, and I thought that I I would put this thing on do not disturb, but I didn't put it on vibrate, and I guess it still comes through. See, it says. I, ah, I, I don't live and learn. I don't know how that even happened, but it just shows you know what I'm out here working. Yeah, you I'm are. You're working. So those are kind of a lot of the reasons why your home didn't sell. A lot of these problems can be solved in the price. Yeah, you price it to fit like the problem. Like if your curb appeal's not good, take it off the market. Even put it on temporary hold. Um, to go, maybe go in and do some of those things to make it more appealing. Right. But what I was saying is that some of these things can be solved. If, if, if you're having some of these situations, then if you price it correctly, then you're going to still be able to get it sold. Yes. So what else? Are um, we, have we covered everything? I think the most important ones, the ones that we see the most, the most common ones are the ones that we discussed today. Sometimes there's other, you know, issues that might arise, but just, you were going to say, I just thought, of I see you pointing. I, I, I just <laughs> had, you want to make sure that this home is show ready when it hits the market. Yes. I, walked through one the other day and it was dirty yeah there were bugs in the floor there was it 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 wasn't clean. unacceptable it, it wasn't clean. I don't I won't allow us to go on the market unless I do a final walkthrough and make sure that it's ready and so I put it off I'm like okay when is your if my sellers are doing work or having contractors come in or cleaning I'm constantly in contact with them and I let them know up front, um, this is, we're doing this together and I want to put our best foot forward. So I don't want to, I do not want to make, you know, the property go live on the market until I know for sure it's ready. And this is why Tina 
Miller Modelite, you are a good agent and, <laughs> and you do a good job. Well, and so do you because I know you. you go in and you've got your cleaning gear and your bucket and you're on a ladder mm-hmm. a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> you're going the extra mile as well, you know, for your clients. So bottom mm-hmm. line is make sure you're working with a really good realtor that's going to go above and beyond and make sure that everything is in your best interest. And you listen to their... Yes, and listen to their advice. Advice, because, you know, we're hired for a reason. That's what we do. That's our expertise. That's right. So, we hope that you guys got a little bit of good advice out of this. If you have any questions whatsoever... Um, about staging, professional photos, just getting you ready, your home ready to list in general, reach out to Tina or myself. We're always very happy to help you out with that. Yep. Well, we're going to call it a day. Um, See you next Thursday, Thursday. Peace, love, and real estate. Bye, guys.